Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Mike's on. He's ready to go. On the fan. New York Sports Radio. Mike's on. Mike's on. Uh, it's 50 years, believe it or not. I know that sounds crazy for those of us who remember it, but it was 50 years since the Mets uh, shocked the world with their tremendous performance, a brilliant performance in 69, where they not only took over the city, and they took over the city in a big way. Uh, Mets go behind 4-3. Russell hits a two-run homer off August. But uh, they not only took over the city, because as I told you, Mantle retired. The Yankees didn't have the drawing card. They weren't that good. And now here come the Mets. But they took over the baseball world. They, they, I mean, they were so big it was unbelievable. The Mets are going to honor the 69 team on the 29th of June. The game is a 4 p.m. game against the Braves. Fans are encouraged to be in their seats by a 3 o'clock. I don't know. I'll ask the Mets how many seats are still available for that game that day. We'll ask them to pass that information along. But it's a week from this uh, weekend, a week from the Saturday. Saturday against the Braves, 4 o'clock, and they say be in your seats for th- by 3 for the celebration. One of the guys who was such a big part of that and was, I think, even underrated. I mean, he was a great pitcher, but he was actually underrated because uh, Siva got a lot of credit, but this guy was clutch and was a great big game pitcher and pitched the biggest game of the season for them without any question, and that's Jerry Kuzman. Jerry, Mike Francesa on WFN in New York. Welcome. How are you? Well, thank you, Mike. Good to be with you. My pleasure, Jerry. Does it feel like it's 50 years? Oh, geez. In a way, yes, and in a, many ways, no. It seems like uh, still, you know, last year. Uh, but, are, you, uh, are you looking forward to the celebration? I am. I'm looking forward to seeing some of the guys that I haven't seen for, gosh, uh, 40 years or so. Unbelievable. Well, you guys deserve it. As we said, you not only took over the city, you took over the baseball universe. I mean, it was as unlikely a win and as crazy a win. And what a great run, because I don't think people realize at the end of the season, you guys were playing great baseball. You won 100 games in the regular season. You went crazy down the stretch, beat Hank Aaron and the Braves, and then played the Orioles, obviously, in that great, great uh, World Series against a great Oriole team. But let me ask you, Jerry, you had never won before. You had a big year with Seaver the year before. Coming into 69, what were your expectations? Did you think you guys were ready to turn the corner? No, not at the start of the season we weren't. Um, Gil Hodges was the captain and the manager, and uh, he had plans for us, and we were going to play the game his way. And so we just all fell in line and did our own jobs, which he asked us to do. Nothing more. Just do your own job. Don't worry about anybody else. And uh, as the season went along, uh, we, you know, played probably 500 ball or so. And then, uh, oh, middle of Sue's season or so, we went on a 10-game win streak on on a road trip to the West Coast. And uh, when we got done with that, I think that 
that's what made us believers that we could beat the best clubs. Well, your pitching just came together. Seaver, yourself, you won 17 games, had a great ERA, uh, 2.28 folks ERA, 16 complete games, and always has been regarded as just a terrific big game pitcher as you were uh, in the World Series. But what I remember first about that was a lot of those crazy games with the Cubs as you guys were chasing the Cubs and the Cubs were clearly getting spooked, not just by the Black Cat, but getting spooked by you guys chasing them down in, in the dog days of August. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank God to the Black Cat. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we got our... Uh... Well, our second win probably came there towards the end of August or first September when the cooler air started to come in a little bit and some of the humidity left. And, you know, the dog days of summer, the heat and humidity, that's why they call them the dog days of summer. But uh, they're tough on pitchers, and and they're tough on the whole uh, ball club, especially the guys that have to play every day. So when you get that breath of cool air, it's kind of like getting your second wind. Tell me what Rube Walker meant to you, uh, Coos, because you look at look at that staff with yourself, Seaver, uh, Nolan Ryan, Gentry, uh, great guys in the bullpen. I mean, uh, and 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 you had you had you had Gil Hodges, you had Rube Walker. H- how about those guys at the Brain Trust uh, working with you, young pitchers? Rube was like our father. He was uh, a punching bag. He was the guy that slapped you on the back, slapped you on the butt. He did whatever it was, but he was also your best friend. And you could go to him with, um, you know, your if you were bragging, you could go to him. If you were having your down days, you could go to him. And he was always there for you. you he wasn't, being he had been a catcher his whole career, he wasn't, uh, you know, very knowledgeable about uh, the mechanics of pitching. But he knew everything else about pitchers. And uh, he was... Um, Gosh, I don't know. He, it, it, I guess it was kind of left up to us own guys to kind of figure out our own, uh, you know, wherewithal. If we got the bad mechanics or whatever. I know Seaver and I, we had our own little signs that we're having troubles on the mound. I can look at a dugout and he would, you know, point to his shoulder or hip or something. And I knew what to correct. And I would do the same with him. You know, he'd look at that other point. It corrected, and we had those kind of, uh, well, we had that kind of communication, but uh, Rube backed us up on everything and and certainly instilled uh, the winning attitude in us. Obviously, you, you also had Ryan there, who was not a regular every day in the rotation and came out of the pen, had some great games. Could you... Did you think, were you surprised that Ryan went on to the career that he had? I mean, you knew he had great velocity, but did you think he would ever harness it the way he did? No, I don't think any of us did. But I think it was a blessing for Nolan to get traded to American League because American League had a little bit higher strike zone. And Nolan was a fastball pitcher. And naturally, if you're a good fastball pitcher, you're going to throw more high fastballs. And so that extra two inches height you get in the National in the American League strike zone helped him out a lot. Therefore, he didn't have as many walks. He was able to stay in the game longer, which helped him develop himself, his arm, and uh, able to con- uh, gradually develop his c- control, a lot like Colfax. 
you know, Kofax started out, he couldn't get the ball over the plate either, and he walked the, would walk the ballpark. Absolutely. But Nolan Ryan got the, by going to the American League, he got the chance to stay in games longer, and he developed into, uh, you know, one of the top pitchers that ever played. We're talking with Jerry Kuzman, who will be, along with uh, the 69 Mets, the Miracle Mets, will be here on the 29th. They will be at City Field. The uh, festivities start at 3. The game will start at 4. Biggest game of the year. You're in the World Series. You beat the Braves and Hank Aaron in, the, in, in three straight. you in the World Series against the heavily favored Oriole team. You lose game one. You're on the mound game two. Uh, everyone thought a must win, and you throw one of the great clutch games. Six inning, no hitter, two hits over eight and two thirds, uh, a brilliant 2-1 win. What do you remember about that day? Well, I kind of screwed up. My goal was to pitch a perfect game and get four <laughs> hits. But, uh, in the seventh inning, I shook Jerry Grody off. He called for a fastball. And I shook him off to throw a curveball to Paul Blair, and he had a ground ball base hit between third and shortstop. And uh, and stole second on immediately the next pitch. So, you know, whenever a pitcher loses a no-hitter kind of later in the game, you're thinking about that, and you're not uh, a, a wide enough awake, and they took advantage of that and stole second base. Brooks, that flusters you also, or makes you mad. And then... Brooks Rodman gets a ground ball base up the middle and scores him. So that was just kind of, uh, you know, I was getting la-la land there after giving up that base hit, after, you know, going on a no-hitter, like you say. But you hung, but, in, uh, there, you hung in there to eight and two-thirds, though, and got the job done. Yeah, well, Gil, I got two out in the ninth, and uh, Gil left me in the face, uh, Boog Powell, the left-hand hitter. Yep. And. And I w- end up walking him. So, yep, I didn't do my job, so I deserved to come out. And he brought Ron Taylor in for the last out, which is a hard uh, smash to glider at third. He made a great play and threw him out at first. And then ga- the clincher, game five, you come home, you have those big wins, and then you win the clincher going all the way in, game- in-, in the clinching game on one of the great Great runs in baseball history. One of the remarkable seasons, which ends obviously with the fly ball off the bat of Davy Johnson. You go all the way in Game Five. Well, there's no way you can lose that game. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, there's. I just couldn't let anybody down, including myself, to lose that game. So when uh, David Nally was in a bunting situation, we're playing for the butt. He, I throw him a high fastball, which I'm supposed to do. We're playing for uh, he'll pop the bunt up, and we do a trap play to get a double play. Well, he swung away, hit a home run, and the score's two to nothing. And uh, then Frank Robson hits a home run. And I was so perturbed at that, I came to the dugout, and I says, boys, that's all they're going to get. Let's go catch them, you know, and beat them. And that was and, it, 5-3. Uh, I, I don't. Yeah, and I I don't know if I gave up any hits after that, but uh, I was uh, on fire. <laughs> what 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 do you remember about the the celebration? What do you remember about the next couple of days after you win that World Series? Well, the, one of the first things I did to come in the clubhouse, and Pearl Bailey was in there, and I gave her a big hug because <laughs> she was she was in the bullpen when I was getting ready to warm up. 
or waiting to warm up, and she said, Coos, just settle down, relax. You're going to win this game. I see the number eight, but you're going to win. Well, we won five to three, which is eight. And so when she came in the clubhouse, I went over and gave her a big hug. <laughs> How good is that? I think we're talking with Jerry Kuzman, who was the big yeah. star of that series. Go ahead, Kuz. What else do you remember? Well, but it was a great celebration. We had a good time. And, of course, the champagne was flowing and spraying all over. And eyes are burning like, you know, normal. And uh, after things settled down and the press left, uh, some of us sat down just to kind of converse, and we couldn't talk. We we're so choked up by happiness, and uh, that we just kind of sat there and looked at each other for a while. When did you realize that season, Coos, that you guys were a good team? When, when did it dawn on? Was it August? When did it dawn on you guys that you were really a legit team? When, whenever it was that we had that ten-game road trip that gotcha. we beat, every, you know, we won ten in a row. That's when I, and we came home to Shea, and that's when I think all of us just kind of felt it in our bones, said, hey, my gosh, we can beat anybody. And uh, so we, we, we did our, we kind of played so-so until, like I say, the end of August or 1st September when that cool air, you felt that cool, little bit of cool air once in a while. And that just gave us a second wind, especially us pitchers. And uh, then there was no stopping us. Wasn't it crazy? I mean, I don't know if fans realize how crazy it was. I happened to be there the night you clinched the division title against the Cardinals. The fans tore the stadium up. I mean, they tore that stadium up a couple of times. I mean, in those days, it was crazy. I mean, they don't let them on the field now, but in those days, it was wild, wasn't it? It was a wild scene. Well, it was, and it was great to see because – Thank God for those fans. There's still some of that grass growing around <laughs> in uh, New York, you know. But, uh, yeah, it was great, and uh, it was fun to see. We had great, the greatest fans in the world. And uh, us guys, uh, we not only enjoyed our time on the field playing ball, but it was fun uh, conversing with the fans and watching them, too. Well, you went on to, Coos went on to win a lot of games, folks. Won well over 200 games. Won 20 games with Minnesota, too. Uh, had a wonderful career. But I think uh, I'd have to say that, that those two games in 69 on the mound in the World Series had to be the highlight, right? Well, they certainly were. Winning the World Series is a highlight. And, and uh, you know, we were an expansion team, what, only, what, eight years old yep. or something, seven years old, something yep. like that. And so to come on and uh, just go from, what, two years earlier, they'd lost 100 games. And uh, the year before, we would finish ninth. And uh, so then to come on and win was really a shocker. And, and New York, and I mean, a lot of the world needed it because there's so many bad things going on in the world at that time. And so we needed some uh, comfort and highlights. You know, uh, it's nice that you'll be there, and a lot of the Mets will. Unfortunately, Tom Seaver won't be. You know, you're so connected with it being Seaver and Kuzman, Seaver and Kuzman, and how instrumental you both were as the guys who were the foundation for that great championship. Uh, kind of sad that he won't be there. It really is. And, uh, it's, you know, it's, <laughs> they say these are the golden years. Well, for some of us, they're not so golden. We've lost a lot of guys, and uh, that hurts. 
And so um, it's just a blessing to be able to see the guys that will be there. Well, uh, uh, so, well, listen, appreciate a couple of minutes. Uh, enjoy it when you come to town next week. It'll be fun, I'm sure, for you. So uh, a week from uh, tomorrow, big day out at City Field. So I'm sure you're looking forward to it. Thanks for a couple of minutes. You're welcome. By the way, am I uh, the starting pitcher that night? Have you seen the lineup? I have not seen it yet, but I, I would think, yes, there's a very good chance you will be. So uh, <laughs> I, I'm sure, and you'll be ready to go, right? you you got to go all the way, too. No, you better cross my name off. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kuz, very much. You bet. All right, Jerry Kuzman, really an incredibly – clutch pitcher you know and a lot of times people would say I'd rather see Kuzma and that's not to knock the great Seaver we all know how great he was and Seaver was an incredible pitcher but a lot of people thought that Kuz was one of those guys who just had the knack in a big game and he was the Mets never minded to seeing Kuzman on the mound in a big game he had a big game nature to him he was calm in those games he was competitive in those games and that was the biggest game after they in game one the Orioles, the unbeatable Orioles, beat the uh, Mets 4-1 to with Seaver on the mound. Don Buford had a home run to start the game. They get beat 4-1. Now they beat Seaver. So you're figuring, oh, the Mets are dead. I mean, this is going to game two. He goes and beats them, goes with a no-hitter, okay? And he pitches one of the classic games. And you're talking about a lineup. The Orioles loaded Brooks Robinson, Frank Robinson, Paul Blair, Boog Powell, Andy Etchebarren, down the line. Great, amazing hitting team, great team, and they beat this team. And Jerry Kuzman will be on display. And just to note, and this is why a lot of us treated yesterday as such a bizarre day. You just heard Jerry Kuzman coming in, talking about the golden years and everything else. The star of that, one of the stars of that 69 team. Jerry Kuzman is six years younger than the Met pitching coach. Back after this. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.